Welcome to a special segment of the Not Old Better Show. I'm Paul Vogelzang, and this is episode number 406. The U.S. election season is underway, and our country's political heavyweights will make the big final push in important campaigns across the United States. You know this, but today's U.S. voters face a choice that could shape the nation for years and is so important to all of us, not just members of the Not Old Better Show audience. The November 2020 elections are approximately one year away and citizens of the United States will cast ballots to elect their president. With feelings of political polarization at an all-time high, though, many are dreading another year of outrage, mourning, and animosity. I hear the following refrain wherever I go and as not old better show audience we ask frequently can't we just go back to the good old days when political parties work together and politicians put country over party well it turns out those days never existed it's time to rethink what you thought you knew about presidential politics with the new wondery podcast american elections wicked game the new show from wondery looks back some from the unanimous election of george washington in 1789 to donald trump's surprise victory in 2016 and each episode will explore the truth behind all 58 of america's elections all the way through the 2020 election. The host of American Elections' Wicked Game is Lindsey Graham. He's also the host of American History Tellers and American Scandal and offers answers to the questions, was there ever a good old days or was presidential politics always played dirty? Americans have this very real animosity. Many of us wonder why we can't just go back where the political climate was far more temperate and to a renewed spirit of political bipartisanship. And that agreeable past we all remember? A mirage. It was never really there. What's likely to happen? Final outcomes are difficult to predict, especially as media suggest turnout could be the highest it's been in decades. And many prognosticators believe the race will remain on a knife edge of victory or defeat. It won't take much of a nudge in either direction to topple one candidate or another. With all that in mind, I've got something important for you. You're about to hear a preview of American Elections Wicked Game. While you're listening, make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. Just open your podcast app and search for American Elections Wicked Game. You can also find a link in our episode notes. So please check it out. Listen now. Hamilton's strategy to deny the presidency to Thomas Jefferson and John Adams was simple. Find a respected Southern Federalist who could steal votes away from Adams in the North and Jefferson in the South. Hamilton's man was Thomas Pinckney, a war hero, a diplomat, and the former governor of South Carolina. The reputable Pinckney had name recognition, but he had strikes against him too. Pinckney was a plantation owner, and he was ardently pro-slavery. Because of his conduct as vice president, John Adams was still popular with many in his party, especially in the North, where anti-slavery sentiment was more common. So Hamilton had to be clever. Publicly, he encouraged all electors to vote evenly for Adams and Pinckney. But behind closed doors, he was singing a different tune. Writing again as Phocion, Hamilton urged, Were I a southern planter owning Negroes, I should be 10,000 times more alarmed at Mr. Jefferson's ardent wish for emancipation than at Mr. Adams' system of checks and balances. But Hamilton was not giving a nod to Adams. He was blowing a dog whistle to southern voters. Federalists in the South were ardently pro-slavery. 
If Jefferson could be cast as an advocate of emancipation, Hamilton hoped that Southern pro-slavery interests would reject Jefferson, pass over the anti-slavery John Adams, and swing to his candidate, Thomas Pinckney. Pinckney was already far more popular than Adams in the South, and if Hamilton could build a coalition of Jefferson defectors in the South and win over enough electors in the North, Pinckney could edge Adams out. Adams did not see Hamilton coming, but Thomas Jefferson did. He wrote a letter to Adams, you may be cheated of your succession by a trick worthy the subtlety of your arch friend of New York. But at the urging of James Madison, Jefferson never sent the letter. Madison convinced Jefferson his letter might be misconstrued as an attempt to gin up discontent among the Federalists. It was better to leave the scheming to Alexander Hamilton. Hamilton's ploy would not stay a secret forever, though. In the run-up to the 1796 election, the truth would come out and his plan would backfire. Hamilton's relationship with John Adams would be damaged, his standing in the Federalist Party compromised, and his greatest political enemy, Thomas Jefferson, would be handed the second highest office in the land. Hamilton's scheme would be exposed by one of his longtime political foes, a powerhouse in New York politics, and Thomas Jefferson's vice presidential running mate, Senator Aaron Burr. That was just a preview of American Elections Wicked Game. You can hear the rest of this episode and more when you subscribe at Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening right now. And remember to check out our website, notoldbetter.com, for more details to listen now at, and I'm going to give you this website address, we'll also put it into the show notes, but it's wondery.fm slash A-E, as in American Elections, not old. That's wondery.fm slash A-E, not old. Thanks, everybody.